0: You're listening to JJ Live, this is Julian Munyard. Today's episode, we make our way to Nobby Beach on the Gold Coast to interview Rob Mitchell, an environmental chemist. One of the advantages of setting out early was that I got the opportunity to view the longest lunar eclipse this century, which was at its best at around 5.30. Rob, along with his partners, founded ENV Solutions. He's a passionate believer in young people, in which he shares an abundant amount of wisdom for, as well as lessons that will hopefully inspire you to learn about your field of passion. Rob explains that you are the most accountable person in your own life. You have to understand what you're selling and love what you're doing. Rob shares about the hard road to getting where you want to be, using your strengths and also utilizing others' strengths and abilities and having the froth factor to do something. Rob has worked hard to be where he is and later in the interview he shares some statistics of general trends about the time it takes to find your feet after you've completed your degree. Rob's company practices what they preach for example their office space is built on recycled landfill in fact all of their offices are made out of recycled building materials they run completely off grid and rely on solar power for their energy requirements they are so sustainable to the point that their office costs is at about a dollar a year. After a coffee and a chat, we found a quiet spot at about 30 meters from the ocean with complementaries of birds and waves. Rob explains how 70% of graduates find a place in the workforce, but it takes about five years to find work and become established within your chosen field. In the background of this episode, you'll hear the ocean and the beautiful song of the Pied Butcher Bird at various points in the interview. Without further preamble, here is Rob Mitchell. Rob, last time I was with you, we actually stayed in your front yard and you told me about your company that you've set up with your partners called ENV Solutions. And we went to your favorite coffee shop and you told us about your job and how it can vary from recycling concrete, like purifying water, and this is a business you and also your partners have set up. you've got two or three now three yeah but or well, two partners in, and, and I'm the third obviously yeah. Mm. Yeah. you mentioned uh your uni degree. you studied Bachelor of Science, is that correct? Yes, that's right that's right How has that helped you do what you do in your
1: business? okay, so well when I finished school, I uh pretty much had no clue as to uh, what I wanted to do. I knew that I liked. The sciences yeah I knew that I like maths um, I knew that um, I had to do something <laughs> and so I actually first uh, first put, put a call out of school was as a concrete laborer of all things so that's why I started and I think that my uh, parents put me in that position to sort of respect the workforce for a mm. uh, lack of a better um, understanding at the time yeah. um, but you know it obviously worked I think relatively well it sort of Made me understand that um, you know each person has a role to play in the industry um, from there, I went straight into uni more or less um, and I started off trying to become a vet actually at that time mm-hmm. and um, and I had this sort of massive desire to care for small animals and and uh, and and yeah, that was sort of where I started and and I moved through that degree, did a lot of animal-based papers, a lot of science-based papers, chemistry, physics, those ones. Um, and then I decided about a year, year and a half into that, that I would wanted to change. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up moving into a Bachelor of Science and taking a whole heap of chemistry papers and uh, environmental science-based papers. And I ended up graduating with a Bachelor of Science um, and then, um, yeah, it, with a major in zoology of all things. So a major in zoology, do you think
0: that has helped you in what you do, is it like? Not at all, not at all. It's just your
1: information now, you're, you're part of your sponge. Pretty much, pretty much. It just happened to be the, the papers uh, collectively meant that I ended up there. Um, and where my real passions were, sort of at that stage, were, we're in environmental chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think those were the papers that I sort of shone in. And I would say that they definitely helped me um, it, particularly in the earlier phases of my career and, and just building, I guess, a technical knowledge, but more importantly, a, a sort of a process to uh, move through information, go through a fair amount of it and, and come out with somewhat of a decent conclusion. I think it taught me how to... Uh, it, it, I, I learned how to process information effectively.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned that, you mentioned um, when we were talking earlier that when you go to university, you learn how
1: to learn bang on i think that's probably its biggest um aside from there's a few specialist degrees and things Mm -hmm. that you can do but i think it does effectively teach you how to learn um it allows you to be adaptable and regard regardless of the situation or change in your life um i think uh, as you move through your career you'll find that there are challenges that come along every day no one knows everything and really what you need to be able to do is take that particular bit of you know that task and and work out the best way of achieving it um, effectively cost effectively Mm -hmm. um, to a quality that's a high standard and I think university helps or at least it helped me in that regard yeah did you
0: always know like when you were in university did you know you were going to be in EMV solutions you did you have an idea that you wanted to be in business and you wanted to um, do things like recycling concrete and purifying water, or was that completely out of the field at that point?
1: Not at all. I had no clue, to be honest. Even when I graduated, yeah, I had no clue. Mm-hmm. I um, I knew what I liked, and uh, and I sort of thought maybe I should try pursue something along those lines. Um, when I graduated, I um obviously tried to search search for jobs in, in the environmental field, yeah, um, in the chemical field. Um, and to, to be honest with you I got no hits mm-hmm. I've got a USB drive still with just over 180 resumes wow. of, and cover letters of jobs that I applied for in that field and I didn't get one interview um, as a graduate and uh, maybe it was a function of um, moving studying in New Zealand and moving to Australia I'm not too sure mm. but um, I ended up having a lot of uh, misses, I guess maybe I was writing my resume wrong, um, maybe my skill level wasn't up to scratch, I wasn't too sure at that stage and so I um, I decided that to make the best of a bad situation that I should just enter the workforce in whatever I could and that happened to be insurance. You just mentioned something um, quite important I think,
0: earlier we were talking about how you really got to want it and while there's balance you also got to work hard like Elon Musk. Yep. works sometimes 23 hours a day and those are some of the things you got to do to be successful and you just mentioned that you wrote 180 resumes more or less. and so you really wanted that oh absolutely and that's what I think maybe got you to where you are and um, put you in that mindset I'm going to get it like whether I'm going to have to go work in the workforce
1: um, doing insurance or whatever I'm going to get there one day totally and you just the key is to whatever you do there's no point in doing something half-hearted. Mm. You throw yourself into it, uh, you put 100% effort yeah. into it. And I'm a big believer of that. I think it doesn't matter what grades you get, doesn't matter how far you go, I think you can sleep well at night knowing, it, it, like if you've put 110% effort into something and done your you're truly your best, mm. um, You know, no, no one can fault that. And I think the most accountable person um, in your life is you. So um, you know, going half-hearted at something, um, it's just not, it's not in me, but I think it's something that—that um, that is a, sort of a massive foundation point um, of my life in particular is, you bang on, is, is just putting 100% effort into what I could do and, and taking out, um, you know, the key points from everything I throw myself into. Yeah, um, using all those key points as a sponge, soaking it all in. Pretty much, like the insurance world, right? I was, a, I guess, a technical chemist. Right, you could probably put a cliche to that and say I walked around in a lab coat all day and was half a nerd, and that's probably true. Um, and I threw myself into a situation where I was on the phone for eight hours a day, for almost two years, um, selling things to people, um, communicating with people, understanding sales cycles, understanding all of those things that um, I think, you know if I look back today, um, it doesn't matter what you do if you're an engineer you're a doctor you're a builder you're a musician you're whatever you have to be able to sell yourself to someone at mm-hmm. the end of the day and that's unfortunately the way it is most yeah. of the time and I think that if I look back on it um, I didn't really know at the time but the insurance world sort of formed a massive part of probably my professional um, capability today um, almost as much as the technical side is the sales side, yeah. the marketing side, the ability to effectively to communicate. communicate? Yeah, you yeah, bang on, mate, bang on. So, um, so the I guess the 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 lesson learned is, no matter what you do, do it well. Mm. Um, take what you can out of it because um, if you stand in a mud puddle, you're going to get mud on your shoes, you're and right. you know in my opinion get as much mud on your shoes as you can yeah
0: because you're gonna stand in mud yeah. you might as well
1: yeah that's it go for it mm. give and it your best shot
0: was going into that profession uh a bit like strange to you were you comfortable were you out of your comfort zone answering that phone eight
1: hours a day was uh, that coming completely new a hundred percent i i laugh now because people used to um particularly in the insurance world just lots of yelling and screaming yeah to be honest. Like, and you're not that type of
0: person you're like no surfer chill out like yeah but yeah. at the same time you've got that that business side which is important yeah. beyond a change like
1: that totally and like to answer your question i had no clue what i was turning myself into i just took a job um i couldn't get a job in my field so i thought that maybe that was the end of the road for me mm-hmm. um and and I, I was quite despondent about yeah. that where do you, where did you think you were going i you had, had no, no idea no clue and i think um yeah it was it was quite a a daunting feeling mm to know that you'd put so much effort into something, to know that you'd studied so hard through school, yeah, um, and then moved into university, put all your effort into there, massive student loan, and then to know that there may be You don't be a know prospect, what you're gonna do with it. 100%, very oh, scary feeling. It is,
0: and a lot of people, young people going through that, they're like, in these degrees, and they don't know what they're gonna do with them when they're finished, they're just hoping that yep. there'll be something.
1: Totally, and I think, I've got a couple of stats for you actually, I did a bit of research before our interview, Um, Sure. So there's a a, a GCA Australia, which is a graduate um, specific um, website. Um, And then a few others as well. I um, I wanted to, they do an annual report on on, uh, graduates in the workforce and things like that. So a couple of interesting statistics. Four months after graduating, most people, fi- 70, 70.9 people, this is a 2016 by the way, yep. 70.9 people find themselves employment. Percent people. Percent of people, fi- graduates, sorry, yep. find themselves in, a, uh, in, in the workforce. Um, what's an even more f- interesting statistic is it takes approximately 4.5 to 5 years to find work within your field. Wow so I was one of those I think. you were um, yeah. I had to work so I've got work pretty much straight after and it wasn't in my field and it wasn't until about th- two and a half years after I actually graduated that I got work in my field mm. which I think is very interesting so um, so yeah I think that most people end up in that boat yeah and the moral of the story is put your effort in, in that in that transition period yep. you could call it um, build yourself mm. Do things that are different yeah um, expand your capabilities learn new things exactly uh, throw yourself out there see what see what happens and
0: yeah what's the worst that's gonna happen
1: yeah I mean you're gonna gonna get life experience yeah that's all that's gonna happen you're just gonna One go, of the most important things going on and in that period you'll actually work out um, things like where where you fit yeah I think that's probably the biggest a lot of young people have is where do I fit mm. in this whole working machine uh, you know where, where do I where do I start where does it end how do I get there yeah how will it work what happens when I have a family I've got to provide for them how will it all how am I gonna get yeah there? And,
0: and you just mentioned how do you start do you think just starting is how you start <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. going
1: and seeing yeah people always ask me um, particularly in business when's the right time yeah just when's now, right now. yeah simple just
0: and that's the same thing like i was just writing an essay for school and like oh what am i gonna write just start writing a few sentences and it starts like falling into place let it fly, it's, man. it's the same thing totally
1: and someone I oh, oh, well i, I watched listen to this podcast recently and yeah said what's the how do you succeed and big question yep yeah, well the answer is failure unfortunately um, well, fortunately and unfortunately, yeah, you, you only learn through experience. Exactly. And you only have experience if you throw yourself into the experience. Um, you only know what to write until you start when you, you know, mm. when you start writing. Yeah. With your essay, that's what you get. You start writing and you go, oh, you know, I wrote a sentence. That's okay. You keep writing, then you go back and you edit that first yeah. sentence, and it sort of seems to fall into place. And not not to take anything away from planning. Planning is a very important part. Yeah. Of um, any professional, um, you know, professional step, but um, plans change. They do. People need to be adaptable. Yeah, um, adaptable to change. Bang on. Because that's the
0: only thing you can guarantee.
1: 100%. Is that things will change. Yeah. And um, my university career is a good example of that. Um, starting off as a zoologist, mm. uh, then uh, you know, working in insurance and understanding sales, and then I went on and did a postgraduate uh, qualification in environmental management. Um, and then I was hired as a chemical engineer. So if you try to piece that one together, you know. It's hard, it's different like that because things <laughs> just fall into place when you don't think they're gonna. Exactly. Was that
0: like a, an opportunity that's was including someone else that came up to you?
1: Or? No, that was hard work. Mm. That was, um, I'm in the situation, this is the information that I have. Um, this is my best assessment of that situation. And my prototype approach is to develop something and give it a red hot go. Yeah. Um, and then when that didn't work, reassess and have another shot. Man. Learn, get up, dash yourself off and yeah. go again. And um, that tenacity and character—it's character building, um, mm. particularly when you're younger. It's a hard time. You've got a—it's there's a massive character building stage there um, for young people. Yeah. And, and it's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging, but it'll be the best thing you ever do. Mm.
0: Last week, we were talking on the phone about this interview where we're going to meet, mm-hmm. and you briefly mentioned the incredible capability of young people. And I very much agree with you. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Because I know you're very passionate about oh, it. You've got
1: me here. This yeah. is um, exceptionally uh, passionate. This is probably one of my biggest passions. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from the chemists and all that stuff that's in me, my biggest passion is, is like, it's a bit of a cliche, but people... Um, yeah. And particularly young people, I think that if you limit people, um, you you get you get a limited out, you, Your outcome is limited. Yeah. Um, personally, I'm a big fan of finding out what people's strengths are, um, and what I mean by that is that, and particularly for young people that are that are listening, there's a website, uh, or there's, a, there's I think it's called Gallup Strength Test it's 20 bucks or something yes I've done it yeah it mm. gives you your five strengths yeah um, you know then obviously you enter the workforce and you sort of see where you fit mm. but if you understand your strengths it gives you a bit of a head start I think. yeah you can um, for example my top strength is learner my second top strength is believer so by learner it means I have its ongoing Sponge. drive to learn new things um, I'm able to um, not necessarily set a vision but believe in one and see it through to fruition um, where some people may be highly creative or or what whatever it may be but as a young person find out what your strengths are mm. and and pursue those strengths work in those strengths see where you fit and find out where you go young minds I mean the things that people can achieve if you tell them that they can achieve them are, are remarkable I mean in my business alone yeah. um, we've got a few young graduates and things there and and the things that they develop, the platforms that they develop, the things, the ways in which they do things, like um, you know, tenfold optimizations as to the way it used to be done, um, inspiring the old dogs of the business um, to relook at the ways that they do things, um, and just it's 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 I call it the youthful enthusiasm, yeah, the froth factor, whatever you want to call <laughs> the it, stoke, let the yeah the stoke, let the let the stoke flow, yeah, let it go, let it keep running. Because in that in that enthusiastic approach to completing a task, um, people are happy. Yeah. People have purpose. People have drive. Mm-hmm. And if you don't limit that, if you say go for it, you know, right. whatever you believe in, whatever your passion is, whatever your strength is, focus on it, pursue it, mm. and the sky's the limit.
0: Really. Do you think part of that is treating them like adults and treating them like they can achieve that? Because if you, you treat someone like a baby, and they're gonna act like a baby,
1: hundred percent. You tell people that this is their job, this is their role, and this is that's where all they're, they're gonna, gonna do. That's all they're gonna do. If you tell if them that, less. do what you want. Do what you want, but I'm expecting Make something from you. Make yeah. it work, right? People will naturally, and particularly young people, because um, younger people are so uh, used to obtaining new information. Mm. You know, the internet is there at your fingertips. Yeah. Um, books are there, everything is so accessible. You, know, you can get information from a study in China, no problem. Whereas you know, a couple of years ago, that was challenging. So y- young people are used to sort of going through the process of, of obtaining information, processing that information, and then coming to you with something um, as a prototype and then assessing that and then going back to the drawing board. And the leaps and bounds that young people can make um, just it, it astounds me to be honest mm. I just think to myself where do you come up with that idea but it's excellent and, yeah. and I don't know um, I don't know what else to say about it to be honest it's just let people be who they are mm. let them focus on their strengths right. um, I have a massive culture at EMV which is um, it's a strength focused culture I call it and effectively you, everyone at my team has done the strength test Everyone has a space within the strength, within the strength matrix I call it, and people are allowed to pursue their strengths. If we find that someone is a collaborator, for example, and their strength is communicating with others, let them collaborate. Don't put them behind a computer. Yeah. And have them become yeah, an antisocial a, something. You
0: know? Yeah. So. I really like what you do with that. Find out their strengths and put them in that position. Totally. Because that's where they're gonna thrive. Yeah, well what
1: I'll ask you a question, what do what do people want to do? They want they want to do passion. What they wanna do. Totally. So why would you say to someone, okay, you've come to work for me now, Um, now your passion is dead? Mm. Right? Instead you say, What is your passion? What do you want to do? What do you want to achieve? And ninety-nine percent of the time the answer is I'm not too sure. Yeah. But then you say to someone, just give it a go. Be what you want to be. Do what you want to do.
0: So do you think like when you're trying to find your passion, doing other things and gaining that life experience?
1: Totally. 100%. Yeah, you you don't know unless you try. Mm. So you've got to throw yourself out there and, and by, I think earlier I said, entering the work place and seeing where you fit you'll find out pretty quick like that for example you'll be able most people have one or two things that they can do better than anyone else and it's like an innate part of them um, I can give you an example if you want so let's just use an example of a marketing person right um, a marketing person can look at your business and assess your website content your, um, your social media presence all of those sort of things okay now to me as a chemist I'm horrible at that yeah and I'll be the first one to admit it I'm mm. exceptionally poor right but that marketing person does it and they come back to me with the results and I look at it and say how did you do that? yeah and they go easy because they have a different strength to you a hundred percent and so by finding out your strengths you actually enable yourself uh, you, or you give yourself the ability to surround yourselves with people who are stronger in other areas mm. And And that's part of having a team. Absolutely. So seeing where you fit within a team when you enter the workplace is probably Mm -hmm. one of the most important things that you can do. You work out where your strengths lie and can benefit that team um, to a point where, I guess, where where others would struggle, right? But then at the same time, recognizing that others have strengths that are beyond your capability. Um, As a business owner, I look at what I'm good at and I look at what my team are good at and the differences are astounding. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I look at the things that I can accomplish well and then I look at the things that, as I said earlier, these young minds that are doing these great things and there's no way I'd be able to do that. There's no way. It's just not in me. But if you weren't that person, then they wouldn't be doing that. A hundred percent. But the thing is you give them free reign. How am I meant to say that I know everything? Yeah. And Because you don't. The more you know, the more you realize you don't know. Mm. It's, wow. It's a, it's a simple statement, but it's totally true. Um, give people the the reins and let them run their own race stay in their own lane and they'll achieve great things as soon as you put someone behind a car it say someone's safe. someone's driving in my lane behind me they're going to be limited to how fast i can go in that particular mm. space put them in their own lane and say hey this is your space wow. go as fast as you want to go they're going to go fast yeah and that's my perception of it and i think is, um particularly for young people find out what your strengths are stick in your own lane um you know go to university do a trade do something yeah. but also experience those different lanes and see totally
0: and learn from them and gain life experience totally if you do that you're going to be a weapon and the, the, the more you know about them the more you'll realize that you need to stick in your own
1: lane and you need a hundred percent and find, you realize how good you are at that
0: lane absolutely in that lane.
1: absolutely and in that lane you lots of things happen to you you fail a lot <laughs> yeah you know you you learn a lot you reflect a lot on yourself you take uh, account of, you, you're accountable for your actions mm. to you not to anyone else and um, you know and and in that process you you become uh, you know what, what, however you want to define success whether it's monetary success whether it's professional success or whether it's just simply being a happy happy individual um, you know if you do what you love yeah. you'll you'll be happy Mm. and and you'll do well and I call it I I call it the game and and I say to myself a lot of the time I I focus on I focus on the game I focus on playing the game as well as I can and the scoreboard takes care of itself I don't look at the scoreboard there's no monetary um, uh, like drive in me Um, it's just a function of doing what I love I go to work every day and I say how cool is this? Mm. How great is this? How great is it, it what that person is achieving? I look at what people are doing and I go, man, I'm so blessed. I'm mm. so lucky um, to witness what that what's, what's happening there. Um, and all I'm doing is creating, as I said earlier, a conducive environment for people to just be the best that they can be. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: A lot of people think that failure is a bad thing. And I'm sure you would agree that failure isn't such a good thing
1: well i disagree i think failure is probably the best thing you can do Mm. like i said earlier if you put 100 percent effort into something and you fail it's still a good thing Mm. because you know you've spent time there you know that perhaps maybe that's not your strong suit perhaps there's a different way to go around it Um, in business they call it prototyping right um, people spend a whole heap of time and a whole heap of effort putting uh, I, I, I mean, a whole heap of time and a whole heap of effort into, into something that they think that is what they are mm. or, or what the market is going to love or they, they have this sort of idea in their mind that this is going to be the perfect outcome it's going to work this way it's, and then they put it to the market and it flops and it dies a natural death and they're like oh that's it and they've wasted all this time going through it, okay, but, and that's a failure, Mm. okay, but the outcome of that is that you learn from that failure, Mm. you look at that system and you go, oh, well, maybe that fell over there because of this, maybe I could have done that better, maybe purely it's just not in my strength center, maybe that's not where I need to be, Um, but as a result of that, that self-reflection phase, you end up, uh, the next time you do it, I can guarantee it's going to be better, Mm. 100%. Because oh, you've learned from your last, like, you, you've, you've learned. Yeah. How do you learn if you, a baby doesn't just get up and start walking mm-hmm. and the baby s- tries a couple of times, fails, and works or. out that it needs to put it, maybe its foot a little further forward or a little further back. Mm. But eventually it gets there. Yeah. And that's pretty much what the professional world's like. Um, to expect that you're going to roll out of university or a trade or school even and, and know what you're doing um, is highly unlikely. Um the key is to put your 100% evidence into something and fail and, and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Just before you mentioned your job and how blessed you feel to walk in and go, how cool is this? Do you think lifestyle is a big part of that? How have you created your lifestyle in Ballina and also in the many, I mean you, your second home is here mm-hmm. and you work all over the place?
1: Yeah, well, um, balance is important. Um, but I think you find balance. People often say to me, "You need this like, the whole concept of this work-life balance." Yeah. You know, work-life balance. I think that if you hate your job, that becomes a lot more important. I think if you love what you do, it becomes a lot easier. Um, for me, people say work-life, but then
0: and that work becomes that life.
1: Hundred percent. I do what I do, and I'm passionate about what I do. So it's not, yeah. No, so it's like if someone loves music and as a hobby, right, and music is now their profession. Profession. Do you think they're going to go? Oh well, I need more work-life music balance. Now, yeah. Yeah. No, they're not. They're going to be pretty happy at what they do and how they do it. If someone works in a pigeonholed situation where they're not, they're not working to their strengths. That work-life balance becomes a far more important factor. Um, so in my life, I mean, sure, I live close to the sea and. I get to go surfing and do all those fun things every now and mm. then, which is great and yeah. i'm 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 f- i'm stoked that that's the case mm. um but at the end of the day I'm happy from when I wake up to when I go to sleep it doesn't matter from surfing or if I'm at work, I still feel the same froth factor mm. I'm still still soaked so um yeah, and I think it's just a i think no matter what i think place yourself where you want to be if you want to be close to the sea um be close to the sea if you want to be in the country be in the country yeah um, i'm in Ballina because i like a quieter neighborhood sometimes and obviously i travel a lot for work so when i'm not at work um as much as i love it i'm still at home and i'm still working away at little things mm. here and there but um it's just that's more of an a, I think a, a baseline sense of what home feels like for me so that's i i'm better there than i am in the city it's just the way way it is for me where some people maybe the complete opposite
0: I want to shift gears into what you actually do in your job like give us some examples of work that you've done in the past and
1: what you do for those companies so I have a lot of clients in the oil and gas space first off I do so that's that's one side of it Um, and pretty much what that is is um, everyone thinks oil and gas, environmentally unfriendly, polluting the environment, all that sort of stuff and my role is more or less to try and uh, educate or reverse the effects of that damage and, and, and uh, make companies compliant in a sense where they're, they're meeting all their environmental objectives and, and still being able to do business in that space. People um, speak about sustainability and sustainability is being able to do business but doing it in a way that is um, you know, that is environmentally friendly, that does take into account the ethics of employment, that does, takes into all into account all these factors. So I do that, and specifically, um, I do a lot of work in the groundwater space. Um, most recently, remediating a couple of million litres of contaminated groundwater, and reintroducing it back into the groundwater oh. network. And tackling new problems like PFAS, which I spoke to you about earlier. So that's probably going to be one of the biggest environmental problems of our generation, Mm -hmm. I think. So doing that. Um, And then tackling issues like waste and how we deal with waste. Mm. Uh, It's going to be one of the biggest issues of our generation as well. And the question is, there's so much waste, how do we reuse it? And by reuse it, I mean true environmental engineering is taking a waste product converting it into something that can be resold or reimplemented back into the system they call it closing the loop so other projects I'm involved in um, from an wastewater stand stamp from a wastewater standpoint oh. using wastewater treatment plants to generate energy and export that power back to the grid mm. so that energy is not introduced um, or just you know it's not treated and discharged we we collect all the byproducts the methane gas that comes off of ponds and things like that and pump it into gas turbine engines um, and create power things like that um, you can go as far as saying that we're looking at things like pyrolysis and gasification which are processes where you can effectively turn any organic material into energy and biochar biochar can be applied to farms increase what they call cation exchange capacities in soils so you end up with you know more fertile lands but then you also get energy as a by-product and obviously there's no waste at the end so things like that closing the closing the gap on waste is probably what i mm. would say i'm doing at the moment in my projects so as well as just general environmental consulting so um, helping clients um, overcome problems associated with contaminated sites or remediating sites and by remediating i mean um, re, re- or cleaning up sites yeah you know,
0: so earlier you mentioned your uni degree and how when you started when you finished your uni degree you did not see yourself doing this in the future how did you learn all of the content needed for your job now
1: uh I think efforts probably <laughs> the right place to start obviously I threw myself into the situation but I worked hard at it I um there's lots, been many are not Many a late night reading, many a late night trying to understand various processes and how things work, and and then how to implement that, how to sell that, how to obviously get get the money to do some of these things is quite challenging. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think effort would be the answer to that question. Is just a lot of effort,
0: and that proves how powerful the human mind is. Totally, that you can just read and soak in knowledge, and if you're willing and if you're determined, then you can achieve those yep. things.
1: Yeah, most I would say most of my learning has been off the back of my uni degree, which taught me how to learn. Mm. Um, but most of it would be, have been in outside of office hours, uh, reading. I read a lot of books, i of all of all sorts of genres: business books, engineering books, textbooks, encyclopedias. I've yeah. read, so I I read a lot, and I think that's where. A lot of that knowledge on those processes and things come from and i'm interested about it or i'm interested in it i think waste is such a massive problem yeah and sure there's a there is a a, i guess a renewed focus on how we i guess people are more consciously aware about the waste problems and issues that exist now than they were probably five years ago and i think that will only get more and more Um, but mate we've got a massive problem to fix so for me, I take it upon myself to try and work out ways that I can fix that, and it, it's, it is um, the technologies are there. You know, people in Europe are using them, people in Asia are using them. So I'm, we're just trying to implement them. Implement them here in Australia, where um, you know where the problem is, is. just as just because we've got a massive area in the middle of Australia where we can bury things doesn't mean that we should be doing that. Yeah
0: not disappeared
1: totally i mean we can a lot of those products can be reused i mean look at what they do with glass now look at all like you know the recycling stations that are popping up left right and center Um, people are using reusable cups at coffee shops Mm. Um, people are consciously aware of it and all i'm trying to do is just on a slightly um, more industrial scale do the same thing i'm trying to make sure plants use less water i'm trying to make sure that they're they're outs as in by outs I mean obviously to make something you have to put ins in um, the outs are are minimized to a point that's that's you know mm. as low as you can go if I can if, imagine having a plant that that uses millions of liters of water a day and, and what, that uses no water a day sorry that reuses everything they process their whatever they're making with water power energy all that sort of stuff the energy comes from solar it's free you know, or a wind wind turbine, or they treat the water on the back end of their process and then reuse it at the front end again, and the waste products are nil. Mm. Can you imagine having plants like that? And that's yeah. the, for me, that's the, like the pinnacle of sustainability in industry. So, I mean, where we are right now, ENV, we sort of have that. If uh, we're living on a block that's uh, filled with recovered fill, which means that it would have gone to tip. So we're living wow. on a block that's like that. All of our offices are made out of recycled building materials. Mm. Um, we run completely on solar. We are off grid as you can as off grid as you can go, and I think we pay a dollar a year for rent. Wow! So our costs are a dollar a year. That's about it. That is in terms of in terms of um, yeah office space and things like that. So we practice what we preach, and, and mm. I guess the goal is to do it on a larger scale so um it's
0: exciting it is so do you think part of the solution of what you're trying to do is also the power of people and trying like that mindset if enough people have that mindset and realize that needs to change yeah then it'll be a lot faster and a lot more efficient
1: Yep. well i think that young people are interested in waste i think Mm. that young people are interested in water reuse. I think that young people are interested in those things. I agree. So, so what I hope is that more <laughs> more young people that are interested in those things pursue that passion and study that passion and go on to be world leaders in those areas, you know, because we've got the capability. People are aware. We've got the education systems, everything. It, people, people can get there. And... yeah that would be the 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 people question for me I think that it's going to come from young people these 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 waste problems are going to come be solved by the uh, the froth factor that comes from by young people I Mm. think that's where it'll where it'll come from so um, that's just my opinion personally but that's just what I believe Rob you've got quite a successful business
0: and with your many partners as well yep what's your advice for small
1: startups Um, Thank you for saying it's successful, first of all. That's right. I'd like to say we're successful, um, but I think more successful from a team point of view. Mm. Um, As I said, money is just a byproduct, but um, I think we've got the best team going. I think everyone's happy and everyone's doing great things. So I think success for me lies in that. That's where where, where, where we're winning. Um, My advice to young startups? (laughs) okay i think you need to first off work out what your strengths are that would be my first protocol point one work out what your strengths are and how do people do that gallup report gallup reports bit of life experience work in a few places work out what you're good at
0: i think part of that may be volunteering
1: 100 percent. i agree with that too i think giving your time to things that um, you think that you may be interested in for free i got my first job as a chemical engineering because i told them i'd work for free Wow! I know there's an interesting story for you too. I, I, turned up to the interview and I said, I think I was interviewing against three PhDs, and I was a rec- like a graduate that had worked in insurance for two years.
0: And that ended up giving
1: you those communicative skills. <laughs> yeah, it totally, dude. And I sat there and I, I knew that, like, from a smart's point of view, I was going to get smashed. These yeah. guys were way smarter than I was, but I knew but... that I had work ethic that exceeded theirs. Yeah, and, that's... and so I said to them, look, I'll work for free. Don't yeah. care. Just give me my shot. I've got the froth factor I'm ready to go yeah do you know what I mean mm. and um, and yeah you know, I think young people just have that froth man just go hard You know, go yeah. go hard give it a good shot and just put your all into it and balance will come and life you know work life balance will come you'll still be able to maintain your lifestyles but um, you know have that froth get that eye of the, I call it the eye of the tiger having the eye of the tiger mm. just focus on it fix yeah. that on it follow that passion if you want to do something go do it yeah um, people say, I don't know what my next step is, and things like that. Just throw yourself in the just fire. Start. See what yeah. happens. Yep, that's what I reckon. Um, but back to the um, startups work out your strengths. So, yeah, like volunteer, better life experience, do the Clifton strength tests, um, work out where you think sh- your strengths lie, um, and just get going. That prototype and model that I spoke to you about earlier. Um, start and if you've got a business idea start and put it to the market don't spend 10 years trying to develop something that you don't know if someone's going to like you're never going to get it perfect businesses are constantly evolving structures and systems as you get more people your systems need to change it's it's one one change after the next and and you have to be able to adapt as you grow but the first port of call is putting something to the market that and then seeing how the market reacts because they're going to be your biggest critics Mm. As a startup, they're going to be your biggest critics. The second part is once you get big enough, um, obviously, once you've understood your strengths, your, your your weaknesses, surround yourself. also your strengths, surround yourself with people who are stronger in other areas to what you are, mm. right? Because you can't do everything. No, and to think that you know everything, and that even even highly highly experienced people in Whatever field it may be, they don't know everything. They're very limited. They're very biased towards their strengths. And they're good there. But the thing is, there's areas that they're poor in. So surround yourselves. Understand what you're not good at. and, and, And like, I know what I'm not good at. And I think I know what I'm not good at more than I know what I'm good at. But I surround myself. I make a decision to surround myself with people who are better in those areas than what I am. There's people that I have working with me who are exceptionally technical. Massively technical that could solve like on another level exception yeah oh like crazy things and i think about i think how 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 does this work you know i mean how i've got no idea and it it fascinates me as i said the power of young minds the things that young technocrats can come up with unreal Mm. right but i can't i can't think like that that's not within me do you know what i mean it's not one of my strengths so but i surround myself i know that that's a capability i need for my business so i try to surround myself with people who can do that work who can think like that yeah and I
0: think there needs to be more people like yourself that are pushing young people because young people are dumbed down sometimes and they think they're nothing but like just scrolling Instagram and going to school yeah and we need people like you who are going and saying you can do it man like,
1: you can totally and people say to me oh I'm bad at maths then don't be bad at maths yeah don't be bad at maths someone says I'm bad. you've got two options prove them right or prove them wrong mm. prove them wrong put some effort into it muckle down make it happen yeah you know? make it happen get the eye of the tiger start frothing just go hard yeah go hard because you can do anything mm. you can do anything you put your mind to
0: and guys this is from rob's experience he he came from
1: i failed at school That's rob what I, failed at school pretty much they didn't let me do a second language because my english skills were too poor by the time i graduated university i was a hd student wow yeah and I failed my first year of university. That's right. So, it, it, like I said, it doesn't matter how you do. As long as you put that effort in. As so long as you have that eye. Totally. Just, just go. Mm. If you're bad at something, be better. Be better. Be accountable to yourself. Don't say it's because of someone else or something else. Take it on your heart and say, I can do better. And be better. Simple as that. It's not, it's, it's, and, and it's the most rewarding thing that you'll ever do. You'll be fulfilled in every way and, and you'll be a happy, happy person in your profession. I think that if I wasn't in engineering, I'd be doing something else. I'd be equally as happy because I. it's the mentality. It's not what you do. What you do doesn't define who you are. Mm. Right? What you do doesn't define who you are. Just because I own a business and I'm doing a technical thing in the environmental field and you know trying to solve these big-scale problems doesn't mean that that's who I am as a person. Who I am as a person is someone that looks at myself I analyse where I'm at and I try and make myself better every day at that particular point I know what my strengths are I try to focus on them as much as I can but there are some weaknesses I stick to and I try and improve um, but just don't, don't let what you do define who you are yeah don't let what you do define who you are because just you can you can you can overcome any situation. Just because you're bad at something now doesn't mean you have to be bad at it in the future. You know.
0: You just mentioned you trying to make yourself better every day. Yeah. Do you think someone can do that? I mean, I know you have like, what 20 notebooks stacked up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for people listening, Rob, he uh, goes home and he writes down like what he did in the day and how he can do things better. Yep. Do you think that's a tip that everyone can take on?
1: Totally self reflection. Henry Ford did it. That's where I got it from. I read a book and there was a note there on Henry Ford and he would go home and every Sunday he would sit down and he would write down the conversations that he'd had with people and how he'd dealt with particular situations and then he would reflect on it and he would say, how can I do this better next time? How can I do this better next time? And I do the same thing. I carry around my notebooks and I I can't read it half the time because I don't know what I write in here. But anyway, I draw pictures and I... I put my try put my brain on on onto paper and I reflect on it and I look back and I go okay I could have done that better maybe I could have designed that process a little bit but maybe I could have spoken to that person with a bit more go forward or help dealt with that stakeholder in a better way do you know what I mean mm. I'm always constantly trying to and then on a personal in on a personal sense reading books about health yeah right. uh, reading books about um, you know how to improve your brain function things like that I'm into all that sort of stuff so
0: for people trying to do that what books are you actually reading at the moment
1: Uh, there's a couple but um, right now I'm reading a a book on Elon Musk Hmm. and another one called From Good to Great Um, another one I'm listening to another one called Extreme Ownership and the concept of extreme ownership is um, taking ownership over every situation if something fails not blaming others it's on you Yeah. if you're in charge of it it's on you, no matter which way you look at it um, yeah, because you, as, soon as, you, as soon as you start pushing things onto others in my mind, your brain switches off right. as soon as you start thinking, how could I change it, your brain switches on and you, your brain is the most powerful supercomputer in the world so keep it switching on, keep it thinking keep it working, if you just mind-numbingly dumb, dumb it down and, you know, let let situations I guess, m- turn it off it's not good for you. So, do you remember the name of the book about your mind
0: and that you just mentioned? before? Yeah, it was
1: called The Brain Maker. The Brain Maker. So for people trying to, oh, that was a <laughs> that's a specific one on gut health and brain function. So mm. it's a good one. But um, yeah, I think the most, if I had to give you the most important books that I've read, yeah, um, I think everyone's would be How to Friend, Win Friends and Influence People. Um, that is a How to
0: Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah,
1: bang on, and it's pretty much how to. Um, yeah how to get people to sort of see your way of thinking and you understand that at the end of the day people are just people yeah they are people are just people man they just they go home to their families um, they want to live a happy life yeah um, you know everyone's got that commonality no one goes oh I really want to work in a job that I hate no one's got that commonality no one goes to work and says oh I feel like getting yelled at today <laughs> do you know yeah so how, how to win friends and influence people is a very effective book at my, my I think on communication and dealing with people um, and how to do it so that uh, I guess everyone wins at the end of the day the win-win situation take it with a grain of salt there's a few things in there that you obviously don't don't as I said earlier, don't switch your brain off think about it read it and think about it yeah um, yeah but I think that's probably one of the most beneficial books that you could pick up and read are there any others oh mate there's a lot <laughs> yeah there's a lot from good to greats good that's another business book that's a great one um, yeah I don't really Yeah, I don't really tend to read novels I read a lot of textbooks Yeah. So and they just because I like technical things yeah. so, or articles on as I said processes and pyrolysis and wastewater and all that sort of stuff I enjoy that so I read a lot of that so if you want to read race, wastewater engineering <laughs> Metcalf and Ed, Eddie volume 4 just pick it up and have a read I don't know yeah. but probably not yeah. but you know if you want to read a book on music read a book on music yeah if you want if you've got a passion for arts read something on arts if you've got a passion for science find out what kind of science you know just just pick up something and have a read I read encyclopedias just to see what they thought of you know back in the 70s it's amazing you know information is so readily available and it's changing so frequently Um, you know get stuck in yeah
0: we're jumping around here sorry no 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 it's me it's me I'm jumping back <laughs> okay. Um, jumping back to when you said you just got to start. Yep. Was there a moment for you when you're like, "I'm going. I'm just going to start Enve Solutions with," and it was you and two others.
1: Me, one Me other and one other. Me and one other. Yeah. And like yeah. we had met a couple of years before that, and he he's a very very uh, smart, and his his main strength is you know, he's what they call um, futuristic and visionary, right? So his main strength is that. Eagle. He's, yeah, totally. He's an he's an yeah. ideas man. He's yeah. fine yeah. above, looking down. Hundred percent. He's living. He's living five years in the future. You know, oh, that's, that's the kind really of guy important. that he is. And um, you know, I, I could not do. We could not do EMV without that input. Mm. Um, and same with my other business partner too. That the third one, he's also exceptionally organised and structured, and has a whole, a whole suite of strengths that, again, complement my strengths and my. You know, we all complement each other. But um. But yeah, in terms of where to. When did I decide to start? Um, I felt like I'd worked for others and put a lot of effort in, and I knew that I was being pigeonholed myself. I knew that there was four or five gears of Rob Mitchell still to come, you know. And mate, I was eager to get there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I knew, I knew that like I was ready to just like get that like extreme level focus and just like hammer it, you know give it my best shot, yeah. give it everything. And I mean, people will say, oh, like, you know, like, geez, you're too young to be running an engineering company. Really? Yeah, well, I'm, I've just turned 29, but I started when I was 26. So, you know, I wasn't, I was pretty fresh out of uni and mm. still studying, I'm, and I'm, I am still studying. I'm still always studying Learning things. Yourself. And, yeah, totally, and, but, you know, like, I knew that there were gears to come. And so, when I, I was working for another company, and this guy contacted me and said we're doing it you know Uh, he had had just started it it had been going for a couple of months and um, and you know and the whole plan was I guess for me to come on as a partner once it had just got going and he was the ideas man he launched it off he did that prototyping he found out where the niche was and then I just came in and and aided in growing that that was my 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 job is as I said earlier it's the human shock absorber and the sponge my job is to boost 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 the business that's my job my job is to take the information from the top of my partners and then make it into something that's tangible Mm. and works from a business perspective so yeah so when did I know I always knew that's the answer to your question Wow I always knew that's where I'd be so um, yeah Rob
0: thank you so much for your time no worries JJ and you you really did abundantly share your advice and uh, I only wish the best for you and your business Thank you so much. Thanks,
1: dude. I appreciate your time and excellent interview. And Cheers. sorry if I rambled
0: on a little, oh, but um, bro, I really enjoyed it, and I hope the listeners do too because there are some key things to pick up in there.
1: Totally, guys. And just um, yeah, my final words would be just focus on your strengths. Hey, find out what they are and just give it a go. Just don't be don't be someone that that sits back and says I'm bad at something. I can't do something because you can. You can. You can do anything you put your mind to. Mm. If your passions on whatever focus on your passion go crazy on it give it a go the worst that could happen is that you end up building a whole heap of character anyway yeah. so just life experience totally give it a go see Let's what go. happens and you'll be you amazed you got 70 years yeah and you'll look back at yourself and you go my gosh the things that that happened because I just gave that a shot so Yeah. the doors that opened the things that occurred um, you know you'll blow yourself away and yeah you're. you'll it's like quantum leaps mm. 100% so but no thanks for having me JJ and you're doing good things too, mate, so Thanks, keep, keep going as you are. and yep, Excellent. Thanks, man.
0: And that brings us to a close. If you enjoyed this episode, you can rate it on iTunes or let me know what you think of the podcast wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If you want to find out more about what we talked about, you can see the show notes and photos on my blog at julianmanyard.com. To contact me or find out more about what I do, Search for Julian Munyard on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, or SoundCloud. The more you know, the more you realise you don't know. I'll let you ponder on that thought and play you out with an original riff I wrote for the podcast. And thank you for listening to JJ Live.